Hey, trivia lovers, want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered, streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative. Interactive. Intoxicating. Welcome to the first ever Behind Frenemy Lines podcast, a special episode where we take a look behind the scenes with your host, Brittany, that's me, and my co-host, Tim. Hey, Tim, how's it going? I am exhausted, Brittany. I spent this weekend out at a fellow podcast, the Trivial Warfare Meetup. I hung out with a whole bunch of people, and I am drained from it. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. I thought the photos looked like a lot of fun. This weekend was incredibly busy for me, but local to my area. But I guess traditionally speaking, I do have to ask you a couple questions. You sort of answered the how you doing, but how you doing and what you drinking? Well, the, the how I'm doing, yeah, I already answered that. And because of that, tonight is a non-alcohol, non-flavor night. I'm just drinking water tonight. It's totally fair. I need to I need to nurse my body back into shape after this. Uh, my body was never in shape unless that shape is round. So I went out to brunch today where we used to have this place nearby that did bottomless mimosas. Well, now that place closed down. So we went to a different place that had a build your own mimosa flight kind of situation. So I got one of those. What that ended up being was... Three different kinds of syrups and a whole bottle of champagne. And turns out I'm one person. And when I put a whole bottle of champagne into me, I am also drinking water tonight. So a whole bottle of champagne is a lot of champagne for one person. It is. I mean, I did share a little bit of it. Like when the couples who bought their mimosa flights together ran out of champagne, I'm like, hey, do you want some? And they're like, oh, just to top me off. I'm like, please. Please take some. Well, that sounds like we both had a incredible but rough weekend. Oh, yeah. And speaking of incredible but rough, <laughs> uh, Tim, I want to ask you, how exactly did you come up with the idea for Frenemy Trivia? So the, the story of Frenemy Trivia kind of goes back, I mean, in, in, in reality, it kind of goes back a couple of years almost. Um, I've been in the podcast world for probably about four years now i think uh previous podcasts and all that and uh you know COVID happened and all of that and then my wife and i had our our child and we kind of stopped podcasting for a while when he got to be about one that's when i started to get back into the idea of picking up podcasting again full-time i was you know occasionally a guest here and there on podcasts but i wasn't doing anything and i was talking to chris i think after an episode of 
boozy. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking about starting my own trivia podcast. I just need to come up with a concept. And right there on the spot, he's like, well, why don't you just join PTE? But in the back of my mind, I kind of always had this idea of I wanted to kind of create my own format at some point. So I did the PTE thing. It allowed me to get my feet wet again. And, you know, I, I, I've been doing that for a year at this point. And I started to kind of get that urge where I was like, okay, yeah, PTE is fun. But what else could we do as part of this family? Uh, so we were tossing some ideas around, mostly just as ideas of, um, you know, PTE doesn't have a set format for each of their episodes. Uh, so we were tossing out around ideas for future episodes. And at one point, I think Marissa said she wanted to do like an Oops All Wagers or Oops All Finals, some sort of game like that. And that's really how we got started, Right? is I kind of took that idea and ran with it to develop a complete wager round. And I kind of started to get some form of an idea together. And about this time, you and I were starting to have, you know, I mostly just declared it. You were just there, a, a budding rivalry in that. You kicked my ass in trivia all the time, and occasionally I would eke out a win. But but you were somebody who I, I, I was like, she's really good at trivia, but I think I can beat her from time to time. I can be that good. Uh, she's now my rival. Uh, <laughs> Thus, a frenemy ship was born, I guess. <laughs> so much like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy, I declared you my rival. Um so when I was trying to think of how we were going to frame this, I started to come up with the idea of frenemy and went, well, if I'm going to have a frenemy themed podcast, I need a frenemy co-host. And who better than my self-declared rival, uh, one Brittany Shaw. Um, at that point, I kind of took the ideas I had and I dumped it on the laps of you and friend of the pod, Jay Borsum, and mm -hmm. said, what do you think? How how can we turn this into something? Yeah, I uh, definitely think there's a couple of people we have to mention as part of the sort of creation of Frenemy. One of them, of course, being Jay Borsum, who we kind of bandied the idea about with. The other being Aaron, who's won an episode and has, uh, th with the episode just released, was in fact a guest host uh, so, or a guest co-host so that you could play. Yep. Because, and correct me if I'm misremembering, but the original format uh, that we kind of come up with and we're taking to play testing was not something where you had set wagers. It was, you could wager up to all of your points yeah. in any one um, go. Yeah, that, that was one of the flaws of the early testing was there really was no end game in mind. Right. Like, so, so, and I think, I don't remember specifically, was it Aaron who came up with yeah. the set wager? Yeah, I believe it was Aaron uh, when we did our play test, uh, when we pulled together some people just to play test for us. I believe it was Aaron who suggested set wagers, like having 100, 200, 300. And I believe we roped him into doing a playtest episode with us uh, where we tried out both. Because we were like, why don't we try out both? We try the 100, 200, 300, and we try out the, you know, all or like any and all. And I feel like that test episode, if I remember right, was Aaron, yourself, mm -hmm. and then Jeremy and Drew, if I remember uh, correctly. I don't know if it was Drew. I think Drew was there, or, or Jeremy, 
But um, I, I, Adam I Spees joined really... us for that first play testing. That's right. Because I remember Aaron that. and Adam were a... paired together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm trying to remember who, because I was I was one of the playtesters. I'm trying to remember who I was paired with for that. It might have been Jeremy. Drew might have just been on episode one. I could be wrong. Yeah, Jeremy and Drew were both um, on episode one. But both of them are always so willing to be guinea pigs whenever we're testing something new. So mm-hmm. I just automatically assume that they're part of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, shout out to Nerd Off Trivia and... LK, Jeremy, and Brian over at Geek Trivia on Thursdays. And Throwback Trivia Takedown for Adam. Oh, yeah, and Adam. um, And speaking of Throwback Trivia Takedown, we actually had John Spees on the show at one point, too. So we just need to get Adam on officially. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I remember, yeah, we, we tried that whole, oh, you can wager up to any and all of your points for a couple seconds. And they were like, no, because, A, it kind of breaks really quickly. At that point, but B, that's a lot of math, like to try to figure out, okay, if I wager this much and I'm going to end up with this much, like who's keeping track of that? Because it's a lot for the host to keep track of. But yeah, so I think I think Aaron's suggestion of the set wagers was a great idea and so definitely helped put it into more of a game show type yeah and it definitely allowed us to have controlled but wild swings so Mm -hmm. i love that aspect of it yeah and then just some of the format progressions we've had to this point have been uh we have our sections of three that we do and you get your categories which you know fans from episode one have probably noticed that that has shifted somewhat because the first couple episodes i I think what was it like the first three four the first four episodes didn't have the two-part categories we had the what it was or in the episode that i hosted which was episode four it was all clue categories and there was no hard set category yeah and i remember we reached out to some of our previous players at that point for feedback on like you know how do you make your decisions? What affects your uh, decision-making process? And we just kind of got like, oh, okay, well, you know, what if we did both? What if we had a clue category and a hard subject matter? Kind yeah, of thing? Uh, and I think that was a great addition to the game. It, it really helps, you know, players because it's always hard to kind of judge the writing of the game, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so at least providing that additional clue helps players at least hopefully theoretically get to an answer. Yeah. And I think um, I think that's one of my things that I'm always like watching for when I'm either co-hosting or hosting is like I always look forward to hearing someone saying, oh, the clue category, like whether or not it's helpful. I mean, most of them are punny and meant to help you. Sometimes it really is just to narrow the focus. Like I think most notable example was the episode where we had uh, Addie who was trying to figure out what fade to black meant in the film category. And it was like. You know, I understand. I was like, I wish I could have come up with something more like cluing, but how do you clue Lawrence Kasdan without like straight up cluing Lawrence Kasdan? And it was just more to say, hey, I know movies is a huge area that could be anything, but fade to black kind of is like how you get to the credits. And it's sort of like, hey, that's kind of a focus. It's going to be behind the scenes production aspect. In, in hindsight, we might have been able to do some sort of like Arabian Nights clue to clue to lawrence of arabia yeah. but mm-hmm. hindsight's 2020 you know yeah uh hindsight is 2020 and we've definitely had our moments where it's stuff like you know we could have gone back and done something differently like i know we've had discussions where there have been maybe calls we've made during episodes that 
neither of us were really like, okay, maybe that wasn't the right call to make, but it's the call we made in the moment kind of thing. Um, yeah, we definitely had that, especially early on. Um, we mm-hmm. did a really bad job in those first couple episodes of having play testing and therefore, you know, the the possibility of answers didn't really get narrowed or down. Or lack thereof, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had a, we definitely had some episodes in there that were, oh, how to put it, we, I think at one point we were like, hey, maybe before the next game or so we should start actually looking at our questions in advance and just making sure we're like kind of pre- pre-planning for what might come up. I was trying to think of how to word that. So, but speaking of pre-planning and playtesting, how, um, and not to go into too much detail of like how we write questions and stuff, but how do you kind of approach when you're building a game? Honestly, I have, and I've shared this with you. I have a Google keep document that just has mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like keywords and phrases that I, uh, like I listen to a lot of podcasts of all uh, all sorts, and anytime I hear about something interesting, I kind of just take a note in the Google Keeps, and it becomes a question later. Um, that doesn't always pan out. Sometimes it leads to a completely different question than the one I set set out to write. But I don't really go into the game with any sort of idea of. I'm going to do these questions. It's really just me going through my list and writing questions and trying to find a rough balance between what I call like pop culture versus academic questions. Uh, So that's, it's a well-rounded game. What about you? Uh, For me, I tend to approach it a little bit similarly. Uh, I don't necessarily have a Google keep document um, or anything like that. But for our listeners who don't know this, both of uh, both you and I do hosting and writing outside of the podcast as well. Um, I have Cozy Quiz here in Shorewood that I do where that's kind of my normal Tuesday game. And I do try to sometimes write things that I can use in both places, but at different difficulty levels because people are who are coming to be on a trivia podcast are a little bit different players than people coming out to my silly little game on Tuesday nights, expecting jokes and puns and stuff. But there's been several that I've used almost word for word at the same thing. But when I'm approaching the game itself, I do sort of look at trying to put together a balance. And once I sort of have my questions written, then what I also try to do is I sort of go through what I've got and I look at and see, okay, do I think that this question is going to benefit from having somebody to talk it out with? Or do I think it's something that's more grabbable on one's own? Like, you know, if I'm playing something, is this something I think I can come up with an answer to on my own? Uh, And uh, and more importantly, can you come up with it in 30 seconds if forced to? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If forced to, could I come up with it in 30 seconds? Because if it's something that's like impossible to come up with an answer to without having a decent amount of discussion time with a partner, then... It to me that's a first half thing. That's like a, hey, that benefits from having teams, and then after that, I kind of look at. Um, I think it's no secret to anyone who's ever written trivia or even played trivia. Sometimes you just have questions that you like better than others. I know that there's sometimes that I write a question where I'm like, oh my gosh, I really love that, and I know who's going to be on this episode, and I want to make sure that they get to play this. And so I will slate it earlier in the rounds because 
Um, as our listeners know, if you run out of points, that round ends. And we move those questions forward a week. We don't put them into the second half. Those just don't get used that game. So if there's something I want to make sure people hear, I'm going to put it earlier in the game. Yeah. Um, and and I, I kind of do that same thing. Uh, for, for the most part, we kind of seed my games together. Um, I, I let you handle all the puns because you are just, uh, what is it, 14 puns in a trench coat? Uh, 14 forced puns in a trench coat, I think, is the phrase I used. Yeah. Uh, so I just let you come up with the puns because you are better than that. Uh, I'm more on the spot with dad jokes, uh, which are just their own form of pun. But when it comes to cluing, you're, you're, you're just brilliant at it. It is one of those things. And in fact, I think I learned it. From another podcast uh, called Quadrivia that existed a couple years ago, um, they had an episode early on on how to write a good, interesting question. And one of the things they talked about was cluing. And at the time, I was working on my very first ever trivia game that I had written for a professional trivia audience. And I went back and I think I changed every single question I had written because it was all so straightforward. There was like not a lot to be called interesting about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure this is an interesting thing. And then I just am sort of known for putting clues into my stuff now. And a lot of times they're really dumb jokes. Sometimes they're dad jokes. Um, sometimes they're just other ways to say things. And sometimes they're really inappropriate jokes, but get a good laugh. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean the, the puns are part of the are one of the best things we added to the game, so I'm I'm really happy with that. Well, thank you. I'm glad I can provide a service to the podcast that's somewhat useful. So, <laughs> but yeah, then I guess the next thing is uh, we talked about. You know, it's fun to hear players say certain things, or it's fun to kind of put uh, questions where we know players can play it on their own, or players kind of need a teammate but one of the things we kind of come up against somewhat often is how do we like pick our teams and do our players and stuff like that yeah so that's been uh kind of all a, a fun little process sometimes we'll put together an entire game um you know we, we've we've done games with people where we just want these four people to play together because it would make for great entertainment but most of what we have done is we have a list of patreon supporters and other people who you know we're, we're very active in the trivia and trivia podcast community we have a whole lot of friends that just love to do trivia podcasts so we'll be like well let's put these two on and we'll let them pick a frenemy uh somebody that they have a good rapport with they may play with them they may play against them but they get to choose uh who's going to be on the show with them and that's that's led to some fun matchups. Oh, absolutely. I think, when was that that we kind of talked about that? Was that about episode four or five planning wise where we said, yeah, I think about between episode four and five, we were like, hey, what if we invited two people and then see if they want to bring their own frenemy with them? Yeah, episode and five we, was the first one we yeah. did that with uh, Will and Nicole and Scott. I believe Anne was and, Will's yeah. frenemy of choice. And Scott 
Uh, Scott and Nicole. Uh, Scott was provided. Yeah, we get. Yeah, Nicole said that she would need a frenemy provided. It's the Miranda um, rights thing. You have the right to a frenemy. Uh, if you don't have one, one will be appointed <laughs> well, for you. Yes. Yeah. No. It's it's definitely creates a different dynamic than just kind of booking four strangers, which we've done, and it's still fun to have those four people who don't really know each other come in, um, and sort of form alliances. But it's also just kind of trying to think of how to word this. It's satisfying to watch known friends destroy each other. That's called schadenfreude. Oh, yeah. Schadenfreude. Yeah. um, Schadenfreude, which it wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't break out into some sort of song, according to anyone who's listened to me on podcasts, where I'll just randomly catch myself singing in the background. Yeah, no, there's this nice little bit of schadenfreude that comes into game planning, at least especially for me. I, I'll i use your example, or your episode as an example. So when I was planning out your game, which I had to keep completely secret from you of what I was doing, I may or may not have reality TV style manipulated some moments into happening because... Those first two rounds, which spoilers for episode eight to anyone who's listening to this but hasn't listened to the previous episode. Go back and listen to last week's. Yes. I knew exactly what was going to happen when I ran two rounds back to back that were Star <laughs> Stargate, Star Trek, and Star Wars, and then nothing about those things. And then the the, the- something eyes me blank daddy round, which was questions in star wars star trek and stargate and i think it was around the time you started reading question two that i just kind of went you bitch (laughs) yeah and i knew exactly like i think i saw it in your face and then i definitely saw it come through the private messages and i'm like yeah yeah because I'm fairly certain I picked up on that before anybody else did. I went, oh, because especially when I saw that religion and mythology mm-hmm. was coming up, it obviously was going to be a Stargate mm-hmm. question. Oh, yeah. You couldn't uh, couldn't keep that one hidden for long. But that was exactly the reaction I was hoping for, was that someone was just going to get upset. And I, you know, it, it brings me much joy to watch people suffer. So, um, like in a trivia context, not in a real context, that just makes me sad. It's also really nice when you see a moment like, um, oh, Sarah putting together the brothel ladle thing in real time, or Paul putting together the Lorax in real time. When those things finally click, it's so satisfying. Mm -hmm. And those are like, not, I mean, none of the show is scripted beyond the fact that we do have a script for every episode just to kind of keep us on track on like when to introduce when to cut um, stuff like that but nothing is really scripted once we get into the questions everything that happens just natural and natural reactions yeah the gameplay is definitely not scripted but um i I think those are two of my favorite moments so Mm -hmm. far the uh oh fuck the lorax (laughs) and 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 sarah kind of putting that together on the brothel Brothel label you get laid oh my gosh (laughs) oh that was um honestly though my favorite moment so far was 
the moment that you made me cry from laughing so hard in the last oh yeah uh, Um, because you snuck a spit or swallow joke into the game i did in fact sneak one in yeah and it was yeah uh again spoilers for episode eight go listen to it uh the victorious do not expectorate or winners don't spit and it's a question about swallows swallows yeah oh wow I, I I literally was in tears. I was like like when I realized what you had done, I laughed so hard I was crying. Like that wasn't fake. I was tears oh, yeah. streaming down my face. Yeah, I uh that is definitely a proud moment. I think the only time I've actually cried so far on this podcast was um the episode where I believe it was Addie made me laugh while I was eating something and it was something spicy. And so I just like choked on something spicy. And I think I was like actually out of commission for a couple of minutes. Like, uh, you know, we cut it from the episode, but it was definitely like uh, people were like concerned because I'm just like, I'm dying. Oh, we left some of that in. Yeah, we left a little bit of it in. But but I choked on something spicy was a runner up to the Mm -hmm. uh, episode title for that one. Oh, yeah, but how do you beat Oh Fuck the Lorax? Yeah. But, I mean, speaking of that, you know, we started putting together these graphics about episode five, too, where we started saying, okay, here's here's a graphic, uh, and it's got the episode title on it. And I think that's had some good responses to it. People tend to like the little teaser of the image, I think. You know, we've also, we've gotten some feedback from people, but a lot of the times what I just, uh, the responses I've gotten are, oh, this is a really fun format or, oh, this is interesting. Have you gotten any responses like that? I know you said you just hung out with a bunch of trivia people. So, and I know I got a couple of messages from you saying that people were talking about us. So, yeah, um, all the feedback that I've gotten has been very positive or constructive. You know, there's been, there's been a couple of like, oh, you should do this type of thing. Uh, but for the most part, it's really just been really positive because when we set out to do, or when I set out to do this originally, I wanted to just create something different. You know, uh, yeah. I, I didn't want to just be an imitation of any of the other players in the trivia podcast market, you know, everybody kind of needs to have something to bring. And the, the format is something that people really enjoy. The, the, the biggest complaint about the format that I've heard is that people don't really pay attention to the math of it uh, because it's just too hard while you're just listening to kind of right. keep track of those score updates, but, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's a inherent flaw in the system, but it's, a necessity to how we built this game yeah and uh, yeah geez those score updates we've been we've gone back and forth several times on how much information do we give when do we say the score updates do we say them after every score do we say them after every round and i think we've tried it both ways a couple times so i think we're still working on how best to format like how we're giving those score updates because i agree it's a lot of math to do if you're just listening in and we don't want to catch anyone off guard with a huge swing that, oh, all of a sudden this one team's eliminated. But wait, what? They just had 1,200 points. But at the same time, I know it's a little bit interrupting to hear numbers all the time when it's just kind of... Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not sure how we're going to do it moving forward. It's, it's something that we're going to just probably keep tweaking until we get it right. Yeah, so... 
And the, the, the format isn't going to change, just probably how we present oh, sure. that. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about, you know, there's some feedback we get that we can implement pretty immediately without much impact to gameplay. There's some other suggestions we've had that I know, you know, we're taking into consideration, but would be more of a, that would really monumentally impact shows that we've had, including people who have already been on. So that's something we may look to for season two. Like, you know, during the off season, we we may make some tweaks to the format. Like I know suggested a couple different places to me have been like, oh, what if instead of one, two, three, you went one, two, three, four. Or you kept it at three, but it was one, two, three on yourself, but zero, one, two on your opponents, you know, and there's, there's some of those options we can look into, but it's definitely more of a, you know, we'll talk about that after we make it through our first season rather than impacting who we've already had on. And, and since we're talking about seasons, we haven't really made that formal announcement. Oh yeah. Uh, surprise. (laughs) We're, uh, we're planning to do this in seasons and we'll talk about, you know, how, that'll kind of work out. But I think the biggest part of that is that and we talked about this really early when we were planning stuff. I think we got through episode four and made this decision. Sounds about right. We'll have our regular season and then we're going to bring back some people to do a tournament of frenemies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A frenemy playoff type situation. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're, going to run 16 games and we're going to have 16 winners and that divides by four real easy. And those four games will provide four winners and that divides real easy to crown one best frenemy for season one. I'm very excited about that because we've had some great winners. And um, and not to worry or anything uh our runners up we have something special planned too but we'll be in contact with them directly to keep it a surprise but yeah i actually kind of want to talk about who we've had on so far and kind of what we're looking forward to before we get to our uh frenemy tournament and we can kind of talk about who's already qualified okay so episode one we had jeremy drew mike and jeff and this was really when we were trying to find our footing this was our oh, yeah. episode it was a, it was very rough yeah that was the um, one episode i wasn't on so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at that point, did we even, I'm trying to remember when we decided that you were going to be part of it. I might have recorded that first episode thinking it was going to be me the whole time, and then it was episode uh, between because it was a long time between that first recording and that second one. Mm-hmm. It might have even been between there that I went, okay, this show needs a co-host and this needs to be Brittany. Yeah, I think so. Because I I know I helped you do the playtesting game before you did the recording. I know I helped playtest. But yeah, at that point, we hadn't talked about me being a co-host. You had just kind of asked me my thoughts and opinions on what was going on. But yeah, that episode definitely... You know, that was definitely like, they call it a pilot episode for a reason, but it was a really, it was a hell of a pilot. It was a good episode. It had a lot of fun people on it. And, you know, unfortunately, Jeremy won, but, you know, that's more of a personal gripe than anything. And Jeremy knows I love him. So <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah, um, I think that was uh, Jeremy over Mike in the final. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Mike was our runner up there. Um, and so, yeah, Jeremy became our first best frenemy for the week. And then, uh, yeah, in between that recording and the second one was when we discussed me being a co-host. Yep. But 
then we had a need for a fourth player for that second episode. I don't even think it was that. I think you were very adamant that you wanted to play before True, you hosted yeah. so that you could get a feel for how the game was going to play. Yeah, I definitely wanted um, to be on an episode as a player before I joined the hosting side. And then it just kind of worked out that you had a group of three who needed a fourth. And I happened to know the three people pretty well. So that one was uh, me and Carmela versus Jay and Brian Nash. And that one had, I still have several clips saved from that episode just pulled out because there were some great moments Mm -hmm. in that one. Yeah, and that one ended up coming down to me and Carmela and was a lot closer than I expected because Carmela is amazing. <laughs> but yeah, Carmela ended up winning and became our second frenemy. Yeah, so so her and Jeremy were mm-hmm. our first two qualifiers for our tournament of frenemies. Yeah, before there even was a tournament of frenemies. I think that's around the time we first started conceptualizing the idea of you know well what do we want to do to sort of break it up because it's like we could do the same thing every single week but there's also something to be said for having little bits in there that's you know slightly different and then our next episode was really when we first pulled a group together of people who heard about the format and wanted to be on the show yeah so that that one was uh chris Ligori of pte and uh when I say PTE, obviously, I mean pub trivia yeah. experience and boozy bracketology. Then we had two of my online quiz league teammates, Michael Turner and Zakia Mendoza. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from the Liquid Courage Discord, we, per- we pulled in Guapo, uh, Christian Hernandez. And that episode was a lot of fun. But I do remember it was definitely different because that was my first episode as a co-host. And it did take us a little bit to sort of find our footing on that one was just it was different than before, because obviously, you now had someone to help you with stuff, but you were so used to doing it on your own. I thought I was going to have to fight you every single step of the way to like, let me help you on stuff. What do you mean? I don't have control issues. But no, not at all. You just insist on setting up everything yourself and uh yeah no that was that was a lot of fun to record we should probably talk about who won that one because that one came down to christian and michael and that one surprised me because i feel like christian led most of that second half and then all of a sudden michael won oh yeah there was like a really late game switch and scores just with kind of coin flip that didn't go in christian's favor and it was a pretty big wager swing so yeah uh michael ended up taking the victory on that one and yeah and then after that uh we had our episode four planned out which we were excited about um and then unfortunately you actually got called away for a real life hosting gig and so that despite it being my first episode where i was going to be lead host i it became the first episode where I was lead host and I was only host. Yeah, but you did a great job. Well, thank you. It helped that I had a really great group that was the one with Carrie and Rowan and John from Throwback Trivia Takedown and then Aaron. That was his first episode. And it was a really fun episode to record. And, you know, it was it was a little abrupt in the second half, just ended up being a really rough first set. And with the point spread, unfortunately, Carrie got eliminated in that round. But it was still a lot of it was a very fun team matchup and it was 
still fun getting to have Carrie versus Aaron in the second half. And it unfortunately just kind of went a bit fast in the second half, but it was still a really fun group to record with. I had an absolute blast with them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really have a whole lot to say because it wasn't part of that one. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I edited it and listened to it. It was a good episode, but I, I don't really have mm-hmm. a whole lot of insight from that one. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of our first four. And that's where we really cemented the idea of the Tournament of Frenemies in between that and episode five. So at that point, we knew that we'd be inviting back Jeremy, Carmela, Michael and Aaron. Yeah. Then episode five, we kind of alluded to earlier, just in a it was our first time inviting two players to bring their own frenemies. But yeah, that one was we had Will and Anne and Nicole and Scott. And for Will and Nicole, that was both of their first podcast recordings ever. And Nicole's gone on to be on several episodes of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. And in fact, if you go over to patreon.com slash PTEBB, currently the episode uh, released there is a way early access episode to me and Nicole on a boozy bracket together discussing the best flavor of Pop-Tart. Yeah, that's not a a strong opinion place uh, at all. Oh no, I was not listening to myself getting really heatedly discussing Pop-Tarts before uh, doing this tonight. Um, And spoilers, yes I was. But yeah, so that episode was a ton of fun that was actually of the episodes we've done most of our recordings have been at nighttime uh just due to everyone's schedule that is the first episode we've done that was during the daylight hours yeah we've recorded that one at like noon yeah and it just happened to be when it worked out for everyone's schedule. But that episode was a great time and uh, ended up being Anna and Nicole versus Will and Scott. And Anna and Nicole were probably some of my favorite second half guests that we've had. Just sort <laughs> of in that, just very much they were just there to start taking down the guys the second half. <laughs> yeah, and then Scott and Will kept it going until the very end. And uh, Scott had a couple of really great pulls and ended up pulling out the win there. Yeah, that that so. thirty second timer really put the pressure on Scott, and he mm. he performed really well. Yeah, and then yeah, the episode after that was uh, the next episode, which was episode six, was actually the first time where both of us were on, and I was the lead host. Yeah, um, and that was when we had your father in law Ian and Sarah and Mike on, or Bainey, and I guess. The birth, the birth of the calorie yes, crash. The birth of the calorie crash. So maybe we should explain for those who. Mm-hmm haven't you know we we haven't really explained what this is uh the calorie crash is a tactic that's unique to frenemy uh, because you know kind of what you've wagered on your opponent and you know that if you lock in you're going to trigger a 30 second timer that's going to put pressure on your opponent um so the calorie crash is a a gambit to like Bring your opponent down with you. You know you don't know the answer, but you know it's going to be really harmful for them if they get it wrong. Uh, So you just lock in with a bullshit answer and force them to have 30 seconds to come up with something. And if it pays off, then, you know, you can really impact the game oh yeah and sarah clory certainly wasn't our first player to do that in fact i know i did it in my episode because i knew that carmella could come up with the video games question if i gave her enough time and so i decided not to give her enough time yeah and like we talked about will pulled that against scott a couple times although will was doing it because he actually knew the answer on a couple of them but yeah so that was the term the calorie crash and actually kind of going back to that episode before scott had a couple of those good pulls that we talked about we actually coined the term pulling a scott 
Although I think Calorie Crash has definitely been one we've used more often. But yeah, both are good gambits on stuff. That episode came down to Sarah and then Bainey in the second half. And Sarah did have a couple of good Calorie Crash pulls there. Uh, it ended up being Sarah over Bainey. Uh, that one kind of came down to the wire too, though. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, that brings us to episode seven. Yeah. Uh, which is me hosting and you uh, in the co-host chair. This is where the, oh, fuck, the Lorax came in. Oh, yeah. Because that was Luke and Paul deciding they were going to, Luke Leavenworth and Paul uh, McLaughlin, who decided they were going to settle their budding rivalry uh, and and leaving Dustin and Addie to just get steamrolled. No, that's not fair. No, they they, they did very well. Yeah, I was going to say the first Uh, two rounds, it actually looked like we were going to have a Dustin-Addie game in the second half and then just... That game had a few wild swings in it, but you brought up Luke and Paul wanting to settle their score. I think Luke and Paul were our first frenemies from outside the podcast coming on because they actually declared each other frenemies over on Nerd Off. Yep. And shout out to Drew again over there. Drew actually pointed them our way to come be on our show and settle their frenemy ship in trivia form. And that ended up being a really fun episode to tape because you had two people who like were just dedicated rivals. And yeah, and actually, you know, you talked earlier about just kind of springing the frenemy ship on me where you declared me your rival. I do remember when I heard that and it was actually when I was flying out to L.A. to be on Jeopardy. (laughs) I was listening to trivia podcast on my flight out there. And I was listening to the end of year game from Pub Trivia because I went out and taped early in January. And while I was listening, I heard Tim Dipple's voice go, yeah. And then I've got my rival, Brittany. And I was like, what? (laughs) When did we become rivals? (laughs) Did we just become rivals? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then I think I've referred to you affectionately as my Timesis. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Luke and Paul were kind of on that level after that episode of Nerd Off. So we got them over on Frenemy and, and Paul got his revenge and Paul did get his revenge. I think we saved their friendship. Yeah, I hung out with them this weekend and they, they are just two amazing guys. I had a lot of fun with both of them. But then we just have our our most recent episode, episode eight. Uh, and this one was a little bit different. Um, oh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, as we talked about, I was in the player seat bringing back a couple of repeated players uh drew bucksbaum and brian nash were on there as well as matt mm-hmm. kirk but we also had a guest co-host on this one. Oh yeah we kind of sprung that one on aaron um aaron is my boyfriend and uh he helps me out with some stuff and so since i couldn't run anything by you obviously <laughs> for a game that you were going to be a part of aaron was helping me sort of do the play testing and kind of organizing the game that i do usually where you and I meet up and do that. So he had just asked, hey, when you set up the podcast, could I come by and say hello? I was like, yeah, I don't think anyone's going to have any problem with that. But he wanted to surprise y'all. So I just forwarded him the link to the episode. And then he popped in before everyone got there. And I get a message from you. You're like, totally up to you. But if you want to ask Aaron if he wants to co-host, and I was like, hey, babe, what you doing for the next little bit? So uh, yeah, so I ended up with a special co-host. And yeah, that game was special because I had you in the player seat and you were powerless to do anything about it. I did some mean things. We talked about one of them earlier. The other thing I did was I decided in the hot seat to make round five stuff that I knew that you were all big fans of and giving you just 
really, really hard questions in those categories. And all of you missed it. And I felt a little bad after that, but I... No, you didn't. A, a little. Like, just a smidge. Because I did want you to get it right. You just all let me down. So... <laughs> No, it, it was fine. I knew I wrote them really hard, but I also knew that if anyone was going to know that level of questions, it would be y'all. But I think my most fun thing that I snuck in there was in the second round of the hot seat where I threw the uh, Johan Conrad Dippel question at the only person who had no idea who Johan Conrad Dippel was. And just watching your face when you heard that name, you're just like, uh-huh. So... <laughs> Yeah, your your personal touch there uh, mm -hmm. on that game was a little rough. Oh, yeah. But, you know, when you have your Timesis and your frenemy co-host on the player side of the table. You just got to fuck with them. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And I knew, I knew Drew and Brian well enough to do that, too. And Matt and I have done some stuff together before on other trivia things. So I had a decent feel for what I could get away with on that. And that was just a lot of fun. Yeah. So that is all of the episodes that we have released yeah, well, so far. Yeah. So, so far, our best frenemies are Jeremy, Carmela, Michael, Aaron, Scott, Sarah, Paul, and then Matt Kirk won the last episode, which we yep. didn't talk about yet. Over um, Brian Nash. Over Brian Nash. I can't so, even win at my own podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so those eight competitors will be invited back for our tournament mm -hmm. of best frenemies or tournament of frenemies or whatever we decide we're going to uh, call Tournament it of frenemies, I think, is the name for right now. But, <laughs> um, you know, we've got we've got three more recorded, yeah. but we're not going to spoil who wins those. No. Uh, but, the, but the next eight will also be invited, and that'll give us a nice field of 16 yeah. to really run this from. And I do think we've got some pretty fun episodes coming up. Like, you know, for people who are not fans of me, the next episode that comes out will not feature me whatsoever, other than my awful clues and puns will still be present, but I was unavailable for that recording. And then the next episode I'm personally excited about because we mentioned Quadrivia earlier. I was actually a later addition to the panel over there, but uh, we managed to get four of those panelists to come back and record an episode of our silly game together. And then we're actually uh, reuniting from the hot seat tournament. One of our most popular matchups or one of our most listened to episodes was the uh, Lauren Carey. Well, now Lauren Carey Robinson mm -hmm. or Lauren Robinson. I don't know what I, I know what her Facebook name is. I don't know what she actually goes by uh, versus Heather Lewis, a friend of mine from my previous mm -hmm. podcasts and so we decided to reunite them and it'll be lauren and john and heather and her husband james yeah and then uh, um after that uh for people who are in the online community especially the lk community the prog champs we've got a few of those lined up to record and then yeah while we don't have these completely scheduled yet we do have a couple of special episodes planned yeah we've reached out to ken matt neil and jeff from the Triviality Podcast. We're going to get them on as well as... We don't have a finalized lineup, but some combination of four hosts from Trivial Warfare. Yeah. Uh, hoping hoping to get them on this season mm -hmm. uh, in, in the last four episodes that we don't have planned yet. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to all of that coming up. Tim, is there anything else you're especially looking forward to in this season? I'm really excited to see how that tournament is going to go. 
honestly. Um, it, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, we've got some special surprises and we've got some incredible competitors that are going to be returning and we're going to see just who the best of the best is. Oh, yeah. Uh, it'll be fun to have those champions returning to sort of take each other on, especially those who are on such early episodes that there have been some edits to how stuff runs a little bit. But we did mention that we had a couple of return players earlier, and I know it may prompt a question, so just kind of preempting that. We did decide when inviting people back um, as long as they had not won their episode, we would welcome people who had been on before just for reasons being the Tournament of Frenemies. We couldn't have the champion of that episode coming back. We, we don't want to risk double champions. So uh, anybody who's on in a season will be mm-hmm. allowed back on if we need somebody or if you're interested. Um, just as long as you weren't already a winner, uh, you can maybe get a shot at redemption. You know, I think that's kind of all we really we're wanting to talk about i just kind of want to wrap it up here by thanking everyone who has listened and supported us we've seen some incredible numbers especially for a podcast just starting out and a lot of that i know comes down to you you know going out and chilling for us a bit but i'm just really excited that people have kind of latched on and enjoyed what we do yeah the, the reception to this has been uh better than i could have ever hoped um, I'm super grateful for everybody who has listened, everybody who will listen. Um, like, like I love all of you guys listening. Um, the trivia community has been so, so great. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm getting choked up. I just, I'm out of a voice at this point. Yeah, I'm really mean. And as soon as Tim got back from vacation, I made him jump on and record a podcast when he'd been talking to people all weekend um and by really mean i mean it just had to get done so yeah Uh, but i'm excited for what the future holds and i'm really excited to see how the rest of the season plays out oh i'm absolutely looking forward to it and i can't thank you enough for inviting me to come along on whatever weird journey this is and has been pretty awesome to be on so far so thanks for asking me to co-host and thanks for accepting my uh my unilateral declaration of rivalry oh of course I mean, wouldn't have it any other way. But that is going to do it for us here at Frenemy Trivia. Make sure to follow us at Frenemy Trivia on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find our sister shows, Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology on your favorite podcast app. Come hang out with us on Facebook in the lounge and join us on Discord at ptebb.com slash Discord. If you are interested in supporting us and want early access to some really awesome things, find us over at patreon.com slash ptebb. If you can't support us, we totally understand times are tough, but you can support us by leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app and your least favorite podcasting apps. If you're interested in being on the show, uh, let us know at ptebb.com slash appearance request. But for Frenemy Trivia, I've been Brittany. And I've been Tim. And thanks for joining us behind Frenemy Lines. We'll be back with a new episode next week. <laughs>